This is Tim Tapp, the ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host of Tap Into The Truth that you can hear right here, K-Star, ZMA, and the Vera Networks. Command codes verified. Is in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people try to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you, as always, I am your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp, coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee, and we are indeed live across the universe, or at least the world at any rate, thanks to great platforms like the Vera Network, TheLastFrequency.com, uh, K-Star Talk Radio, and, of course, ZMA Radio. Those guys are broadcasting us worldwide, and we are also live on WCET FM in beautiful Columbia, South Carolina. Thank you so much for being here. As always, I appreciate it. It is Friday night, and we are sliding into Father's Day weekend now. Uh, not sure if we're still legally allowed to call it that, although since 
Joe Biden doesn't seem to know what day Juneteenth is, and he's went and made that a national holiday, I think I'm going to risk it in, say, Father's Day as opposed to, you know, non-birthing parent day or something like that that the left would prefer. All right. We should have a fun-filled, action-packed adventure of a show for you. Uh, should, of course. The fact that I'm uh, basically ODing on Tylenol and aspirin trying to keep my fever down at the moment. Uh, I tell you what, we would have thrown on a recording tonight, as Doug uh, suggested, if we didn't already have these guests scheduled. And these guests, we've got to get them taken care of. was way too late to cancel on them. Wouldn't do that anyway. We've got Jason Shepard, the founder of Wimkin Social Media, coming on board. We have Rachel uh, and I'm going to butcher her last name. I know it. I was practicing this earlier, and I was doing okay, and I stopped practicing. Uh, Renfield, Aaronfield, something along those lines. And a little bit later in the second hour, we're uh, scheduled to be joined by Richard V. Battle once again. Uh, ordinarily, I don't like having Richard on so close together because it's only been a couple of weeks since the last time he was on. But he's got a brand new book that just came out uh, this past week, and it is very apropos for Father's Day. I did not want to wait and have him on later about that. And we're scheduled to also be joined in the second hour by the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook, the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience, uh, Ron Edwards himself. Fingers crossed, because sometimes he gets a little carried away in the afternoons, and uh manages to miss these calls. And last time, we uh, had some technical issues getting him on. So, you know, like I said, fingers crossed. Anyway, it's Friday, and regardless of what happens there, we will make other accommodations as necessary. I want to give a shout-out to Az hanging out with us in the MeWe chat room as well. Uh, how you doing, AZ? Glad to have you along. Uh, quick reminder, all you guys, if you want to be part of the Friday night experience, you're welcome to go over to MeWe.com. And once you signed up, if you're not already a member there, uh, just look for the last frequency uh, uh, group. And once you're there, come hang out with us. And uh, whew, I tell you what, knowing how I feel right now reminds me how important survival can be. Which is also what reminds me how important it is for me to remind you about our friends over at fourpatriots.com. <laughs> uh, when it comes to emergency backup power, they've got you covered. They've got you covered with solar options too, so you don't have to worry about gas power, which brings along the risk of carbon monoxide poisoning, especially if you're new to the generator game. Uh, it also doesn't make very much noise, so if you don't want people to know that you have electricity when they don't, it works out pretty well. They've also got great survival food kits. I mean, the food's fantastic. It really is. Uh, I think I told you last time I'm having a hard time keeping my stash now because the girls – wife and my daughters, they keep getting into it. They're like, oh, I'm going to get this. Get out of my survival food. That's for when we have to survive. So anyway, it's been an uphill climb. I'm going to have to find a new place to stash it. But uh, regardless, it's that, the those others, uh, water, purification, whatever you feel like you need. I'm pretty sure they've got you covered. And all you have to do to make sure is to go visit – 
our friends over at fourpatriots.com. And then when you see something there that you absolutely have to have, that you just can't leave the site without placing an order, don't forget to use promo code TAP, that's T-A-P-P, to save yourself 10% at that checkout. So one more time, that's Four Patriots, the number four patriots.com. Use promo code TAP, T A P P, to get that 10% discount. Well, we've got a few minutes before it's, we are scheduled to be joined by Jason the Shepherd. So, what I would like to talk to you about ever so briefly, although it is way too important not to give more time to, so we will continue to address it as it continues. But, uh, it would appear that Daniel Penny, the form, well, the retired military, the instructor, the man who was a college student at the time, the man who stepped up on a New York subway when a certain Jordan Neely, the Michael Jackson impersonator, the, the guy who was just, you know, harmless and, and doing nothing wrong, uh, was threatening to kill people and was clearly having a mental health moment. When Daniel Penny stepped up, overcame the fear that most reasonable people would have when you see someone that's larger than you threatening, ranting, raving, clearly mentally unstable in that moment – he overcame that fear and he acted to protect himself and others. He got help from others. It was almost a, a, an interracial super friends team. You had one black man helping to hold him down. You had one Hispanic man helping to hold him down. And you had Daniel Penny applying a submission hold. And when... When Jordan Neely stopped fighting, they then immediately moved him into a position that is designed to help you recover. If you know anything about MMA fighting, if you know anything uh, even about the theory of the sleeper hold in professional wrestling, the idea is you slow blood flow to the brain, you cause them to pass out. And the only time this becomes dangerous is if there is a specific set of unexpected and impossible, impossible criteria of medical issues that are underlying. The fact that Daniel Penny has now been indicted, that Daniel Penny is now facing a jury of his peers, tells you one thing, and that is that when it comes to fighting the culture war, it is time to get out of areas that are so solid deep blue if you are not. I know a lot of you want to say, well, let's stay and, and let's fight the good fight. Let's win it back. You're not going to. They have now made it illegal to defend yourself. It is now a criminal offense to act in self-defense and in defense of others. This is their intention to move forward. They, they didn't have to take it to a grand jury to try to get the indictment. Prosecutorial <coughs> – excuse me – prosecutorial uh, choice here. They had the option. They chose to do this, and the grand jury gave them what they wanted. This was a submission hold. 
This is not an act of murder. It's not an act of homicide. It was an act of self-defense and an act of defending others. The man is not a vigilante. He's a hero. He was called as much by other people that were present in that moment. But in the deepest of blue places, no matter what your political viewpoint is, if you step up, if you step outside, if you provide fodder for the narrative, you will face the possibility of spending the rest of your life in prison. Despite the fact that nowhere in the history of this country has self-defense ever been illegal before. You want to fight the good fight? You want to try and save someplace? Get out of those deep blue areas. Move to a purple area. There is still a fight. Better yet, just come to a red place and help us make sure they can't turn it blue. Let them wallow in their own mess until it gets so bad they've got no choice but to correct it. Stop providing for them when they can't provide for themselves. Stop being the adult in the room when the folks that are supposed to be running the place can't be. It's unbelievable that that's the situation we're in, but that's where we are at now. Let's keep an eye on this one. You know I will be. And uh, if you have not already made a contribution to his legal defense fund, if you're in a position that you can, by all means, please consider helping this man out. He, like I said, he's a hero, not a vigilante. And for everybody that still wants to make the point that, oh, well, this guy, this Jordan Neely, he didn't deserve to die. No, he didn't. But he didn't die because of the actions of Daniel Penny. He died because of the inactions that are mandated by democratic policies in New York. He died because of policies that were put in place that would allow mentally ill people to roam about free in the streets – that prevent law enforcement from doing their job, and that doesn't allow for proper health care to be around because they're too busy trying to redefine health care as gender-affirming, whereas real health care is being pushed to the side. Before I get too far carried away, I think it's time that we go ahead and bring on our first guest because otherwise I will just get too far down that uh, slippery slope. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show for the first time, the founder of Wimkin Social Media, uh, Mr. Jason Shepard. Jason, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, how the heck are you today? I'm actually great, Tim. Thank you seriously so much for having me. All right. Well, you know, anytime I see somebody that's trying to push back against big tech and, and you're not new to that fight, you've been doing that for a little bit, trying to help provide platforms for free speech to exist. Uh, obviously, I, I'm very much for that. I'm pro uh, providing those opportunities. The the answers to bad speech is more speech, not silencing. And, and of course, as you probably can tell from uh, what little bit you heard me ranting there, I, I'm not welcome on a lot of the social media platforms that uh, those of us slightly left of center <laughs> tend to run and operate. So uh, first of all, thank you for uh, caring enough to put in the time and energy and uh, especially the effort to try to make that happen. Well, seriously, and I have to thank you too. I mean, you do this for a living and uh, you know what? <clears throat> Most people don't have the ability to do this at this point in time. I mean, to be honest with you, you put yourself at risk by having a radio show like this. You you honestly do, and that does not go unnoticed by us and, and our people, that's for sure. 
Well, I appreciate that, but uh, I'm just a blowhard behind a microphone, and in the council culture, it certainly <laughs> does become a, a bit oh. hazardous on occasion, but uh, you know what? If you're not getting enough flack from this crew, you're just not doing it right, so I wear it as a badge of honor, but I certainly appreciate the relationship. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about uh, the social media platform. Yeah, of course. Um, so Wimkin was founded in August of 2020. Uh, Wimkin actually, it's spelled W-I-M as in Mary, K-I-N as in Nancy. We tried to get W-M-K-N, but you being in radio, FCC doesn't like you doing stuff like that, especially when you're not in radio. But um, it stands for World Must Know Now in honor of free speech. And, uh, you know, we, we started off um, top 10 in the app stores because everyone was, you know, very gung-ho about free speech at that point in time. It still should be every single day, of course, because it's really the first amendment right of the Constitution. But um, it, within a five-month period, we were banned uh, from app stores. We were banned from uh, Apple and Google Play. Um, and we were also subpoenaed by the Select Committee on J6 three times um, and didn't cooperate with either. We um, fought at every you know possible turn that we possibly could. And... Um, it took us eight months to get back in the app stores. We didn't change anything in terms of content moderation. They wanted us, obviously, to do that. They were trying to dictate, um, you know, what people could and could not say on our site. They wanted to actually, you know, continue their narrative onto our platform. And, you know, it just wasn't worth it to me to have them do that. I'd rather not be in the app stores. It's kind of like a gab if you if you really think about it. But, um, you know, in all honesty, uh, now we're up over 8.7 million users and um, growing every single day. And uh, we're not well-liked by, obviously, the mainstream media. And, again, I'm not going to say it's a badge of honor. I mean, I, I think everybody wants to be liked, at least at some point in time. But um, it's, uh, it's a place where you can actually sit, talk, research, and say things that you want to say. The only things that we ban are nudity, pornography, and any type of criminal element. Um, you know, we've had... Literally, ACLU hit pieces put out on it uh, against us. That's why we were banned from the app stores. Um, when you actually have literally a civil liberties union coming out there stating that you know they're supposed to stand for everything constitutional, but guys, let's put this post up here and let's screenshot it and let's send it to the app stores to get these people banned. That's the type of level that we've dealt with, uh, Tim, for the last, I'd say, dear Lord, 18 months. Um, and obviously before that, I mean, they saw what we were they saw we had a we're, we're not like a normal free speech site we, we have almost every single piece um i'm sorry uh feature of facebook we have essentially we are a facebook meets a youtube meets a TikTok, and also a twitter so they saw you know how many avenues we actually had to disseminate information and i think that was a major threat to them i really do yeah well i mean obviously anybody that's willing to let uh free speech be the primary focal point, uh, it sends them into a panic because they know people will gravitate there, even the people that typically propagate their platforms that they're trying to protect because sure. uh, the left inevitably eat their own. Uh, so at some point, you're going to have a J.K. Rawlings who's going to be looking for a platform where it's safe to to be able to say, oh, by the way, yes, I'm very much a feminist, but because I'm a feminist, I'm not going to say that there's not an actual definition for woman. And then you're a sure. pariah. And so you know, it, it's inevitable. But uh, one of the things that caught my eye is that uh, 
you're talking about a Trump landslide, and this has a lot to do with the platform and how things mm-hmm. are moving from that. So what exactly is the nature of uh, this particular uh, prognostication? Because, I mean, if you're a Trump fan, I, I certainly see the uh, plausibility. I, I certainly uh, am looking at all the data points, and I'm still trying to scratch my head how Trump lost to Biden in the first place. Uh, so sure. I tend to think that maybe not every race was on the up and up. But uh, regardless of all that, uh, what, what's the source of uh, your uh, your uh, prediction here? Well, first and foremost, so we've been we've been tracking. Um, we do a weekly poll um, all the time. I pin it at the top, and and people can certainly um, you know basically vote on this. And now, after his New York indictment, he went up five points in this because DeSantis had at least when I say some, I mean he was always under you know ten uh, percent on our platform. Um, you know, when we obviously had that uh, again, the New York indictment came out. Uh, he uh, Trump creeped up four percent then on um you know when he actually answered this indictment and then the indictment certainly came down uh in obviously miami and mar-a-lago and this selective and vindictive uh, sorry vindictive prosecution that we're seeing right now with him you know we just saw another five point uptick so right now trump is polling on our platform at 94 percent DeSantis is at four and then actually robert kennedy jr actually believe it or not is at one and then other uh there's no tim scott which is actually a little bit surprising to me but um you know there's obviously no pence and i understand that because a lot of people that came to our platform they were banned off of social media uh obviously in the past some people have been there since the beginning and um we get new people all the time because they're seeing what we're putting out there um but this is real data of people that are just fed up with it and i'll be honest with you tim too i think a lot of it is people are very worried about the direction the Justice Department's going, and they're seeing it seriously being weaponized. And that comes on all sides of the political equation. Like, we have a lot of liberals on our site that also don't agree with just, with seriously what just happened because, I mean, liberals commit crimes too, I think. They, they've, you know, they know someone who's been in prison. They know someone who's been prosecuted by the feds, and they're like, yeah, this just doesn't smell right, if that makes any sense. So I think people were just scared, and I think that they see through this situation for there's one guy and maybe two, maybe two, but there, there are literally just a few select people that will actually go on and they'll take on the justice department and they'll say, Hey, something's not right here. And we're going to dismantle it, not dismantle it totally, but we're going to revamp it the way it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Clearly, there's a lot of understanding of what's happening here. You see <clears throat> the the latest polling I saw, uh, including independents who typically mm-hmm. tend to lean slightly left of center, uh, sure. they're almost at 94 percent, uh, stating that this is clearly a political motivated uh, yeah. uh, indictment as opposed to legal. And when you've got that kind of attention among the independents, and you have I'm trying to remember what the number was, and I don't have it in front of me, but it was just under 40 percent of people that uh, identify as Democratic voters that were saying the same Mm -hmm. thing. When you're looking at those kind of numbers, these folks are starting to realize that there is more going on here than just 
an attempt at law and order. And I think the case of what I was talking about uh, in that earlier segment right before you came on is really opening the eyes of a lot of people too because when you look at Daniel Penny, you're talking about a man who served the country, who was uh, trying to earn a degree uh, that was just on the subway. He saw uh, women and elderly that were – in potentially harm's way, and even in the law under the laws of New York, you don't have to wait until violence occurred if you feel that imminent danger is there. And clearly, if this guy can face a prosecution, then anybody who's just trying to stand up to do the right thing can be in the same position. So now we're seeing a two-tiered uh, legal system where we used to think about it in terms of uh, it's the rich versus the poor or it's sure. one party against the other party. But now it really is starting to be uh, you agree with us politically or you go to jail. And well, you I know think what? that is – Sorry, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. I was just going to say I think you know, that's I, what's really yeah. resonating. But yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to – like seriously, Daniel Penny's a hero. Okay, There's no doubt about that. He – Definitely saved lives. I mean, we, we looked up. Um, I, I um, unfortunately I don't know the person's name who was, you know, uh, I don't want to say killed in this situation, but he did pass away. But um, you know, we, we look at this background, and he was a known individual that had. He, he was a threat. He was an absolute threat, and you have a military trained individual that saw something. That literally, this person is trained to do this. He's trained to defend the United States of America, obviously, foreign and abroad, and. Um, you know, he's seen something. He he saw it. He it was not racially motivated in any way, shape, or form. And if you really think about this, the mainstream media has to do something because that's just the way they are. But I would seriously say sixty to seventy percent of the mainstream media that actually reports on this in one certain way actually truly believes he's a hero. That's what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that doesn't fit the narrative, and right now the narrative is if you're a white man and you do something to a black man, then that's racism. And if it's any other yeah. combination, then no, we, we don't even want to talk about it. That's not even a national story. If it's a black guy against a black guy, no, no, no story here. If it's a white guy against a white me, guy, I know. <laughs> eh, no story here. But yeah, it, it is a shame. But anyway, uh, what you're seeing is uh, data is taken straight from polls that are operating on the social media site. Uh, mm-hmm. Sounds like uh, you've got the uh, the beginnings of a serious challenger to the big tech. Just a matter of time to keep building up those numbers. So uh, before we say goodbye for the evening, uh, Jason, why don't you tell everybody where they can find the site, and then feel free to share any other websites you'd like as well, and uh, any handles on any of the other social media platforms that you'd like to put out there. Uh, After all, if somebody wants to reach out to you at LinkedIn or somewhere Mm -hmm. else because they're already there, uh, they should be able to. But that's only if you're inviting folks to follow you. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Um, To be honest with you guys, again, it's it's Wimkin. It stands for World Must Know Now, but it's Uh, W-I-M-K-I-N. You can find us on Apple and Google Play, um, again, after an eight-month battle with them. And the only thing we conceded, uh, certainly no content moderation, but we just took uncensored out of our name. We used to be Wimkin Uncensored, um, plain and simple. And that's actually, I conceded that because, again, we're not uncensored. We censor porn. We censor, you know, it, it, it's a teen-rated app. You can't have these things in front of teens. Plus, I also don't think that's, it's not supposed to be there. 
and any type of criminal element as well. But um, we also, uh, Tim, we just started uh, a new TikTok alternative, which is actually a really big deal, and we're getting a ton of downloads on this right now, but it's called Realster. It's R-E-E-L-S-T-E-R. Um, it has parental controls, so you're not going to see these trends where people, you know, young, uh, literally children, to be honest with you, are going out there and getting hurt and worse. You know, um, we just had that, never heard the term chroming before, but, um, you know, a, a person just passed away. I think she was 13 or 14 because she was like huffing deodorant or something. And um, that's something that we're trying to, to get in front of uh, all the the State Department um, of Education so they can actually, you know, you know, sub this out uh, in some way, shape, or form. But we already have uh, 17,000 people on that app, and we just released it June 1st. So, um, you know, we're doing some things that I really think are right. It's 100% data private. And, you know, in all seriousness, it's um, – I, I really do believe it makes a difference. But as far as uh, anything else um, on other social media, our, our uh, Facebook page, which – don't like to use, but we do like to let people know that we exist because we can be a Facebook alternative. Uh, that is, um, if you just go on Facebook and type in Wimkin, we have 75,000 followers on there. I had a 700,000 follower account on Twitter, which I still can't get back, unfortunately. But I'm also on Twitter at, it, it's at Free Speech SM for Free Speech Social Media. So that's where I am, Tim. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for coming on with us today, Jason. I appreciate taking up uh, some of your valuable time. Uh, obviously, uh, best of luck to you with getting these uh, social media alternatives out there. Well, heaven knows we need them. Uh, thank you so much for what you're doing. Godspeed to you, and uh, hopefully we can get together and talk again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you again so much, and, and you as well. Take care. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Jason Shepard, founder of Wimpkin Social Media. And uh, we'll be right back after our mid-hour break. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Hi, this is Rod Eccles, and you're listening to Tap Into the Truth with Tim Tapp. Many Republican politicians still hope you believe they support American greatness and liberty, but yet... They and many conservatives shun the source of true liberty and America's greatness. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup, the Founding Fathers warned Americans to maintain and to teach good moral character to the succeeding generations. They knew that if the United States drifted away from high moral teachings and standards, then rather than actually fix problems, Americans would increasingly allow and even promote non-solutions such as cutting our nation's oil production while importing poor quality oil from Venezuela, forcing U.S. sovereign American citizens to foot the bill for 45 million illegal border crossers while many U.S. veterans remain homeless. I could go on and on and on, but my obvious point is... If Americans continue to reject even the mere mention of God, who the Founding Fathers credited with the concepts of liberty, freedom to assemble, freedom of the press, freedom of speech, and much more, 
then we will lose our liberties and national greatness, as well as prosperity. America, go with God, or you will soon be gone. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific. To find out where, go to theronedwards.com. Bye now. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. These products are patented and proven. Second Skull is a protective headgear company. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. This is Rachel Ehrenfeld from American Center for Democracy, author of The Soros Agenda. You are listening to Think That, Stepping the Truth. Every life we have some trouble But when you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy now All righties, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with us through that very brief break. We do have Dr. Rachel Ehrenfeld with us on the line right now, but before we get started with her, I need to remind you real quick about our friends over at Vanish Holsters. They're quickly becoming one of the most popular holsters on the planet because they are the most comfortable holster on the planet. Don't believe me? Take the word of the thousands of customers that say so. Uh, They are designed to fit 99% of semi-automatic handguns, designed to work in multiple positions, and it allows you to keep two full magazines ready on standby right there with your firearm, so it saves you money as as, as well as being so comfortable. And the best part right now is that a listener of this show, you can go to W www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P to automatically give yourself a $50 discount on whatever you might purchase there if you decide to make a purchase at all. All I'm asking to do is to go visit and check them out. One more time, that's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. That's all you got to do. Trust me, uh, it's worth your time. 
All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned, on the line with us is our second guest of the night. She is also a first-time guest here on Tap Into the Truth, Dr. Rachel Ehrenfeld. Uh, first and foremost, Dr. Ehrenfeld, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you today? Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Well, I'm very honored to have you. Uh, you are somebody that has such an impressive resume. I, I could fill up probably the rest of the time I have available in the hour to go down all the uh, impressive things that you've done. But just some of the highlights, uh, founder and president of the American Center for Democracy and also uh, the founder of the Economic uh, Warfare Institute. Uh, you're responsible for something known as Rachel's Law, where you help to raise the bar and provide defense uh, for folks who are simply telling the truth about uh, individuals, uh, making it harder for them to achieve uh, slander suits <laughs> against them. Uh, you've done so much work in helping to fight terrorism uh, in the modern vernacular, helping people to better understand both the nature and how to fight it. Uh, just so much so much you've done, and it's hard to not be impressed. I, I'm a bit of a fanboy, I have to admit. But uh, I, well, thank I, you. I think the best thing so far, though, is the courage that you uh, showed when you wrote the Soros Agenda, and you've unapologetically been out there in front of the media. And every time somebody tries to use the uh, sly attacks of, oh, well, that's being anti-Semitic because uh, George Soros is uh, a Jewish individual, you just slap it down and you use the reality of George Soros' own words and how he describes himself <laughs> as the defense. And, you know, you've just been fearful. In this, and uh, I'd love for you to tell the folks a little bit about the Soros agenda before we get into today's main topic. Uh, thank you. Um, I would like to uh, emphasize that people who criticize Soros because he's Jewish, uh, that's uh, terrible. Uh, his religion doesn't have anything to do with his decisions, with his actions. So uh, you want to criticize his activities, you want to criticize what he says, fine. But his religion doesn't have anything to do with what he does. So that's very important. Uh, the uh, Soros Agenda is a book that uh, lays out uh, Soros' plans, and I describe how he started with them, when he started them, and uh, how he managed to use uh, interesting strategies uh, and tactics in order to implement them. And uh, the, what, what we are experiencing today with all the woke, uh, crazy um, racial uh, divisions, uh, transgenderism, and all kinds of other isms, uh, is a result, uh, to a large part, to his uh, initiatives. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, so. So, I'm describing how he actually uh, managed to implement all this. And uh, back in uh, 1996, uh, just shortly after we started here, I described um, that I. Did, I I came across something uh, which was uh, his promotion of drug legalization and wondered how come that someone who claims that he's interested in open society 
is also uh, very much uh, supporting and wants to bring about the biggest slavery ever, which is drug addiction. And I said that unless he is uh, challenged, he will be able to change the political landscape of the United States. This was in February 1996. I didn't have a crystal ball, but looking at what he did, I, I understood that he has a plan. I understood what he wanted to achieve. I've been following it. Uh, I've been following him and his activities ever since. And because we are in such a really crucial time, we don't really have much time to, to save America, uh, to save Western civilization. Um, I thought that it would be a good time really to have this book published so that people understand. And when they look and when they study how he planned it, what kind of tactics he used, they would be able to counter uh, what he's uh, he done. That, yeah. That's uh, that's about the book, right? You know, and what's really so frustrating is that a lot of people dismissed the things you had to say, and they tried to play it off. Well, there's no way one person could do all this, and but what you did is you laid out the plan, and I think now. Since he's so far into a lot of what's been going on, it's been made very clear that uh, you were right all along. You weren't being prophetic. You you weren't being psychic. You simply were looking at the situation and you were describing it. But now this past week, we've got the news that uh, George is finally stepping down, and now he's – passing the torch to his youngest son, Alexander. And that was a bit of a surprise to a lot of folks because uh, people tended to think that it would be one of the older children that would be uh, the heir apparent. But evidently, this was the one guy George thought might be even more political, and uh, young Alexander's even said as much. Uh, what's your thoughts on this transition? This transition was coming for a long time. Back in 2018, took, uh, Joseph took Alexander with him, and he flew to many, many countries around the world, Europe, Africa, um, South America, whatever, and introduced Alexander as his heir. So this was, this was uh, 2018, okay? So the fact that it was now officially... Uh, cemented or announced, uh, this was in the making, and Alexander, his youngest son, is, uh, is really completely involved and has been groomed uh, to be, to be um, uh, probably there because uh, he, I mean, he grew up with his father, following his father's ideas. Uh, the other children... Um, grew up uh, when Soros was not that involved in politics. Uh, they are also much older. So to me, it didn't come at all as a surprise to see um, Alexander uh, being declared heir and, and taking over. He's been involved in politics. He's much more radical than uh, his father, I seems like it. He didn't know anything else. I mean, it only grew up with something that went forward, that progressed all the time. To crazier and crazier ideas. So that's uh, that's what happened. So to me, it was not a surprise, and I think that uh, we will see much more money being funneled 
to uh, very progressive uh, candidates and very progressive ideas, even even um, more radical ideas than we already are suffering from here in this country. All right. Well, I guess the real question is, uh, based on what you've seen from having watched this evolve, do you think Alexander is likely to stay the course and maintain that same level of patience in manipulating and moving in the direction that George had set up? Or is he going to be prone to the same machinations that a lot of young people are, uh, at least in this modern age, it appears more so than usual, where all of a sudden all the patience is gone, they think they should just have it. Uh, Is he maybe going to uh, end up derailing some of these plans because he's going to move too quickly, or does he show the same type of patience? He has his own foundations, uh, which are very radical as well, very much to the left. So he had experience, uh, actually, he accumulated experience in doing that, and he did pretty well. He learned all the uh, all the secrets, if you want, and the tactics from uh, his father. But he's also surrounded by many people who worked with his father for years. And they are there, and they are in many source-funded organizations everywhere uh, that are advising him. So the likelihood, and they are also very much to the left. So I, if, if I expect anything, is to see more of the same and even worse. All right. Well, you know, that's... I think that's ultimately the big question. Uh, We see uh, a long, drawn-out, very patient pattern from George Soros. He's been involved, and it's only now after years of him implementing uh, his actions that we can uh, point to so many things like all these. What he achieved achieved in 30 years is amazing. Uh, he, 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 he came, I mean, it started with America, uh, a constitutional republic, uh, a democracy uh, with a capitalistic system that he benefited from it a great deal. Uh, and look at where we are today. So in 30 years, that's a huge achievement. Well, that's true. I mean, you wouldn't think it would even have been possible uh, to look at it. And that's been part of the success, though. It's been very patient in the movement, but yes, he's accomplished a lot in that effort. I just tend to think that when you're more obvious with what you're trying to accomplish, uh, people tend to push back better. He's been able to avoid a lot of that pushback by seeming less dangerous than his agenda really is. Yes, you're right. You're right. Uh, and his son is acting much more uh, like an, I don't know, any other influencer. Uh, and that's what he tries to do. He's been tweeting a lot. Um, his photos with all kinds of world leaders from um, um, uh, prime ministers and presidents to uh, uh, other media personalities. Uh, You can find pictures of him with Kamala Harris, with Biden, with Pelosi, with Schumer, with, I mean, uh, Buttigieg, with whoever, uh, and and foreign leaders as well. 
and uh, showing him in meetings with uh, international organizations, speaking in international uh, conventions. So he's been he's been very uh, uh, present on social media, and he'll probably continue to be. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> If there was one primary point that you would want everybody listening to get, if they didn't catch anything else, what is the biggest warning that you would want to put out? Not just necessarily because of Alexander taking over, but just from the Soros agenda itself. Well, Soros so, um, so is a connoisseur of chaos. And apparently his son will continue the same desire to create more chaos and really to destroy, uh, to destroy the most powerful, which was the most powerful country in the world. I hope uh, it still is, but it is sinking very quickly. So the idea of uh, changing America and, and uh, having the government uh, tell you what to do, monitor what you do, uh, and and uh, prevent you from uh, doing what you want is 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 un-American, and most often it's against the Constitution, and people should be very uh, observant and very alert to make sure that their rights and their rights of their children are not being infringed. Uh, so people should really go and read more. Not only the Constitution, American history. This is the best country, used to be the best country in the world. It was really coming here. And I have an accent. I came here from another country. I became a citizen. I did it uh, because I wanted to do it, because I thought it is important to be in really the country that has the best governing system in the world that allows individual freedom and free speech. And now it became a nightmare. So, uh, People should watch out and be much more alert to their rights uh, and to and 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 speak about it. Uh, because if people are afraid to speak about it or don't care, then uh, everything will be taken away from them. Yeah. Unfortunately, we live at a time now for not only do so many uh, natural-born citizens here take for granted that citizenship and everything that that really means, but it's almost looked at as being a negative. We've got so many young people in particular who've been brought up now believing that America is what's wrong with the world, and we are in a yeah. time where it seems like uh, immigrants, people that have come here, have a much better appreciation for what we have. We're taking it all uh, way too much for granted, which is why sure, I appreciate but, voices like yours. But the children, the children, uh, uh, the young people today and the children have been indoctrinated in schools uh, because people didn't pay attention to what the teachers are teaching at the school. Okay. So they sent children to school and said, okay, they are getting education there. That's wonderful. Well, they should have paid more attention to what uh, their children are being actually fed. Uh, and they were fed with a lot of lies. And one person that uh, has been uh, increasing the influence of bad America, if you want, or the myth of bad America, is the former President Obama, who keeps talking about how 
America has done many, many terrible things in the world. He, you know, he went around the world apologizing for American sins uh, as soon as he was elected. He spoke about it in his inauguration. Uh, and he, uh, he surely benefited from everything that uh, America had to offer and more. So, uh, but to have somebody like that, and now you, it, it continues with Biden. So uh, people should know that this is truly, uh, has been truly the best uh, uh, country. Uh, and I traveled a lot, not only lived in other places. So I can tell you from my experience, and many immigrants ask anybody from Cuba or Pakistan uh, about, uh, about the differences. So it, it, it's very important that people will know that unless they really uh, speak up and uh, do what they can to uh, protect what they used to have <laughs> uh, and still have in many places, uh, this will be this will be gone. Yeah. Uh, real quick, one little final question. My producer actually wants uh, to know. <clears throat> How long did it take you to go through the legal process of becoming a uh, citizen? Uh, how long did it take? Well, as a lawyer, um, I, I, uh, I took about, I don't know, about, about a year after I had a green card. I had, you have a green card. You came in, you had a green card for uh, uh, for four years, and after that, it took about uh, another year to become a citizen, the process. Oh. Well, actually, that's pretty good. Uh, a lot of... Uh a lot of the stories I've heard have required four years or longer. So, uh, I evidently... Was in, I, was uh, invited, <laughs> I was invited to come here uh, yeah. initially. So uh, this is how this is how I came here. I was invited to come and and do research uh, in this country. So uh, that's uh, that's how uh, the whole thing started. Great. All right, Dr. Ehrenfeld. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, please, before you go, let everybody know where they can find uh, the book, uh, and let everybody know where they can find your work. And if you are on social media and it's still inviting people to follow you, uh, you're welcome to share any handles and whatever platforms that you like as well. Thank you. Um, uh, the American Center for Democracy. Uh, is the organization, and the website is acdemocracy.org, acdemocracy.org. And there people can find a lot of information on the work of uh, the center, but also about George Soros, information which is not in the book, which has been uh, written over the years, and it's very interesting, and it shows the involvement of the uh, source agenda. Uh, there's information also on where the book can be bought. Uh, in general, it can be bought in, um, on Amazon, Barnes and & Nobles, and, and other places. And uh, it can be bought also overseas, uh, in the UK, in Australia. Uh, are, the information is on uh, the acd.org website. 
and uh, there is some uh, we also post uh, on Facebook and a little bit on Twitter. I haven't been very big on uh, social media, certainly not lately, because some things that uh, I tried to post were rejected, Facebook and LinkedIn, for example. So the information can be found on acdemocracy.org, and the source agenda can be bought at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and other booksellers. All right. Again, thank you so very much for joining us tonight. It was a pleasure to get to speak with you. Uh, thank you for everything that you've done, and uh, so very glad to to have you here and being in this uh, fight to to remind everybody what a precious gift citizenship in the United States truly is, and uh, that we should try to keep it that way. Uh, God yep. bless you, ma'am, and uh, thank you so much. Thank you very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dr. Rachel Ehrenfeld. She is the author of the Soros Agenda as well as the president of the American Center for Democracy and Economic Warfare Institute. Before we reset the hour, I do have to talk to you about our newest sponsor. And Doug is telling me, well, you don't have much time, brother, so you better hurry up. Okay, well, I will hurry. Um, we do have a new sponsor, and I uh, have been enjoying it. Uh, what we have is Native Path. And Native Path has an Antarctic krill oil that they're trying to sell. And I think it might be worth you guys checking it out. Because if you're worried about your heart, your memory, or your swollen, achy joints like I was, that was my primary look at this. Uh, this Antarctic Creole supplement could help put an end to all three of those issues. It's been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, as well as reduce inflammation, swelling, and joint pain. And there's no better time to try it for yourself. Just go to FixSwollenFeet.com and you can get up to 58% off from the Native Path Acrylic krill acrylic antarctic krill oil i'm blending words together i'm in such a hurry anyway the krill oil is pure it's effective it's easily absorbed by the body that bioavailability being important it contains that potent antioxidant that helps reduce inflammation and swelling for a limited time you can grab native path antarctic krill oil for as low as 23 dollars a bottle that's for a one month supply just go to fix swollen i'm probably going to keep chuckling just a little bit because Fix Swollen Feet is not a website I ever thought I'd say on this show. Check them out and let's reset the hour. <laughs> this is Matt Fitzgibbons from PatriotMusic.com and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. This is Tim Tapp, the ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host of Tap Into The Truth that you can hear right here, K-Star, ZMA, and the Vera Networks. Oh, 
and you're listening to Tim Tap. Thank you so very much for being here, ladies and gentlemen, as we slide headlong into our number two of Tap Into The Truth, the live Friday show. I wish everyone was ex- ex- excited as Amy sounded just then. <laughs> okay. Uh, obviously, uh, we're about to be joined by Richard V. Battle, and uh, we'll be talking about his latest brand new book. And, you know, it's... It's going to be one of those bittersweet kind of things because it's very emotional kind of thing. Uh, his new book, the uh, <clears throat> the unopened present, it's just <clears throat> yeah. I'm not even going to get into it. What I am going to do real quick though, before we get too far into uh, today's uh, next visitor, is I'm going to remind you about our friends over at fourpatriots.com. Uh, because they've got a lot of great stuff over there. And back in the first hour, I told you about backup electricity. I talked to you about uh, survival food kits. And uh, so far in this hour, what I want to talk to you about is my Patriot Power Sidekick. And I am still trying to run that battery down for the second time. And I I should have a pretty decent weekend, I'm thinking, to finally test the charge if I can finish running it down today. The problem is I don't think I'm going to get there. (laughs) It's still still charged up from the recharge, and it lasted for almost a month of me using it way more often than you would have just trying to run it down the first time when it came pre-charged. So um, even just the sidekick is a fantastic thing to have for just little emergency stuff like an emergency radio or charging your cell phones or little stuff like that. But it's just one example of the many great products that you can find for yourself at 4 So, why don't you take a few moments of your time to go to 4patriots.com and check it out for yourself, because that's all I'm really asking. Uh, Once you're there, you're going to see a lot of cool stuff, and some of it you may just decide that you absolutely, positively can't click off the site without placing an order. And if that happens to be the case then I would recommend using promo code TAP, that's T-A-P-P, at checkout to save yourself 10% off that order. So one last time, that is the number 4, patriots.com, and use that promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, for 10% off that order. Now, as we are slated to be joined by Richard Battle here in just a few moments, I wanted to reiterate the general consensus from our last guest, and that is that the United States of America is the greatest nation on the earth, not because of the government, but because of the principles that we were based on, because so many of our people for so long wanted to embrace those principles. 
the good doctor pointed out that so many of the young people today have been lied to. They've been indoctrinated. Uh, not a new message for any of you if you're a regular listener of this show or if you listen to any other conservative broadcaster for that matter. After all, if you're conservative, you've been warning about the the horrors of indoctrination for a while. College universities are no safe location for conservative thought. Just a brief moment to, to think about that. Is there a safe bastions of conservative thought left? Maybe there's one or two, but there's not many. And most young people right now are victims of of that indoctrination, and they are victims, which is why it's really hard for some of us, especially those of us that are over a certain age, to even try to relate with them, to even try to keep in mind that these kids, they just don't know any better. That's why for a long time I had taken to referring to them as people with a glorious lack of life experience, because life experience will teach you how precious citizenship in this country is. Life experience will teach you how rare, how unique a gift of liberty is. When you look around the rest of the world, even when you look at other nations that are developed nations, that are supposed to be free countries, our neighbors to the north in Canada, our friends across the pond in the UK, these folks are currently living under the yoke of leftist tyranny. At this very moment, I mean, we have it bad enough, but these folks have it worse. And even then, life is good in these places compared to some third world countries, <clears throat> places where slavery is still not just going on, but it's a, a daily routine. It's normal where people are starving to the point that they go to the local dump to scavenge and scour, hoping to find some more, some little morsel that's been left out. We have it good here. The poorest people in this country do not begin to fall below what's deemed to be the poverty line in some parts of the world. Now, that doesn't mean that we should just pat ourselves on the back and rest on our laurels and, and pretend like everything is super awesome. It does, however, mean that we should better learn to appreciate the positive aspects of what we have going on while understanding that there are negatives. But it is because we've embraced those principles, those founding principles fundamental principles that the republic was built on, that we've been able to go from being just another country that participated in all these same things that the British Empire once did, to become that unique bastion of liberty, to become, as Ronald Reagan would say, that sh shining city on the hill. That was not by accident. That was by embracing the concepts by embracing the principles, by understanding that we have a shared history, and also by understanding that that's why the left tries so hard 
to indoctrinate the children now, to tell the lies of the 1619 Project and to try to hide Civil War monuments so that we have no frame of reference when we start talking about not just the sins of the past of this country, but also how far we've come together, how much closer we are to living up to the promises made in the Declaration of Independence. Quick peek in on Doug. Do we have uh, Richard yet, Doug? We do. All right, then I'm going to stop babbling, and I'm going to get Richard on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Uh, tremendous author, great public speaker. Uh, I, I, there's not enough good things to say, and there's way too many uh, things to just list. So let me just bring Richard V. Battle onto the line. Richard, thanks for joining us again. How are you today? Good evening, Tim. I'm I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having us back with you, and uh, you read that just as my mother would have written it. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I guess I did good then. All right. Yes. <laughs> uh, Richard, you know, uh, I was glad to have you on last time when we did, and as you've known, I, I don't hesitate to bring on uh, good guests to have them back. But I typically try to space them out a little bit longer, but I literally saw the announcement about the unopened present the day you were scheduled to be on right after we had talked. And I was so <laughs> wishing that I had seen that a little bit earlier, but it seems like a really good excuse to have you on as we head into the, the whole Father's Day holiday upcoming because this is one of those – really unique perspective kind of messages that's perfect for uh, Father's Day, I think, especially in this age where so many are so busy trying to make everything so gender nonconforming or gender neutral. Uh, there is and should be a Mother's Day. There is and should be a Father's Day. There is a specific role these people play in the lives of children, but I don't think very many people think in terms of how this book came about, and I'm afraid I won't do it justice, so I'm going to let you tell the story. Well, I appreciate that very much, and you were talking about prevention or preparedness earlier in one of your commercials, and I was thinking that this book is a prevention book because it prevents uh, delinquency and all the negative things because it helps families. And it can be a leadership book for volunteer groups or business or other things of that nature also. And it really has two parts coming together. And I was three-fourths through on another book last summer uh, when this book idea came about. And what caused it to come about was uh, years ago when my first son was born, I was a little bit older father, and I was concerned one day about what happens if I don't live long enough to teach him life's important lessons. And so many parents are younger, and they're so busy trying to make a living, they have a hard time thinking past the next week, much less a lifetime for their children. And so I wrote my son a letter with 43 ideas, principles, lessons, truths, however you want to describe it, that in case I didn't live, that he would have to know what I felt was important for him to learn. Unfortunately, three months later, at nine months old, he passed away. And so he never got to open the present of that letter, and he lived very few present days. There's a double meaning to the title. And 
Later, I wrote the book Surviving Grief by God's Grace to tell the story of how God helped me through that grief. And I published the letter as an appendix in that book and kind of put it aside. And last year, we were doing pitches for radio talks like we do with you and other folks. And I had a four-minute hit, four minutes, if you can imagine, in Iowa with the station I'd been on before. And I had to get my truck service that day, so I said, well, I'll just do it at the dealership in the lounge. And the service lounge was full, so I went to the sales lounge. I'm doing the four-minute interview. Nobody's there, but I noticed somebody walked by. Uh, I get my truck after the interview's over, and I'm driving home, and the phone rings, and it's somebody from the dealership. So later I call back, and this man says, were you the person talking on the phone in the sales lounge? And I said, yes, I was. And he said, well, I just want you to know that last night I prayed to God for him to send somebody to me and comfort me because of my pain. I lost my daughter two months ago, and I feel like he sent you just to speak to me. And I was, my jaw hit the floor because I was so humbled. And I talked with him, uh, tried to console and help him, but I thought afterwards, what providence that was from God to bring so many things together so that he would be in the right spot to hear that four-minute conversation. And he didn't know I was on the radio. The host in Iowa didn't know that someone in Texas was benefiting from the radio show in that four minutes uh, either. And so it was just really an unusual situation. And when I mentioned it to a friend, he said, you have to take those 43 lessons expand upon them, tell this story of what happened, and put that into a book. And that's basically what we've done. We've added examples, scripture quotes, other things to each of these principles, which they're as valid today as they were 25 years ago when I wrote them, and they'll be as valid 25 or 100 years from today as they are today. Yeah, that's the uh, one thing about whenever you put anything down that's based on the fundamental bedrock of the gospel, uh, that is not going to change. It's just not. Uh, It would be so easy, Richard. And there's one of the things, one of the reasons I've always been so impressed with you. So many people would have taken that kind of tragedy and used that as a reason to turn away from God. And, And so many people do. And fortunately, a lot of them find their way back. But so many fail to do that. And in your case, you leaned on God. You let God help strengthen you the way you should. It it brought you closer in a lot of ways, and that makes it a great story. But this kind of becomes one of those bittersweet stories because there's so much positive that comes from it, but it comes from a place of such pain. And I think that's a fundamental truth of this life, too. Uh, without struggle, we can't appreciate victory. Without the hardships, there's no enjoying the good times. And when we embrace the lessons that uh, are learned, we really never know who's hearing, who's listening at just the right time. Uh, I, I tell the story a lot at work. It has so completely insignificant compared to, to what we're talking about here. But when I'm at my day job, I used to uh, get to travel and work some of the trade shows. And we would have 
customers who were longtime mom and pop store operators that would come up and sometimes they would just kind of take over the sales pitch when we were talking to to new prospective uh, clients because they had had such a great experience with us but some of those same people would come up when nobody else was listening and would thank the owner of the company for doing what we do because it helped them keep their lights turned on. It helped them keep the mortgage payments made. It, it did all these positive things. And I always try to tell the folks back here at home who are never going to meet these people about how they affect people's lives that they're never going to meet. And all they have to do is the best they can. And you'd be surprised the the butterfly effect, if you will, for nothing better, that that has that we never realize. And, and that's part of what makes that story so great, too. You were in just the right place, and that was providence. It was not accident. Well, you're exactly right. Everything you just said, I agree with 100%. And one of the things I learned after losing my son was our tendency, and I say our being all people, is when adversity strikes to say, why me? And what I figured out at least for me, was why me looks in the past, and God is not in the past. And it's very easy to get hung up with a never-ending loop, if you will, of trying to figure out why did I experience that. And there's no growth that can come from that. And so the question I believe I need every time is what now? What am I supposed to learn from this so I can go forward and grow and help other people? And my objective is if I have to suffer once, I want to learn the lesson once. I don't want to have to suffer twice for one lesson. And I believe God is in the future waiting for us to come with him, and His he's there with his support for us in the future as we go to meet him there. And when we go into the future, we can re, regain hope and a positivity for helping other people. Yeah. I think a, a very important message here, too, is to not take tomorrow for granted. Uh, you you talked about having that uh, moment of clarity where you were like, okay, well, I'm an older parent uh, as I'm having my son here, and what happens if I'm not around? And so many younger parents, they just kind of take it for granted. I'm going to be there. They're going to be there. I'll have plenty of time. I can make stuff up to them later if I need to. And that becomes the mindset. And I think this is a, a very good reminder to a lot of folks that that's not a good philosophy because if you're so busy wrapped up in not being there now, there's no way you can make up for the time that you've lost. We see stories every week of children who lose their parents. And I would hope that this volume, the unopened present, could be used by families in case parents are lost to help train children or grandchildren, if you give it to your children to train your grandchildren. But I hope it also spurs people to think about additional things they want to make sure to communicate to their children if they don't survive and get them to think a little more long-term than just the short term. And the world and the noise are such distractions and the pressures that we face every day to survive and get by just crowd out all of our long-term critical thinking about our families and for longer-term futures. Yeah. 
I know one of the things that I get kind of caught up on, given the nature of the show, is I spend so much time focused on the world of politics, so much time focused on the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and the principles of the founding uh, that sometimes I don't take that breath that I need to and just appreciate the now and to to do those little things. I spend so much time trying to be the example that I don't just be me for them, which is something the children also need, especially if you're living uh, that good example. Uh, and you know the thing here is the book is not just for parents, though. Uh, the book is a good uh, primer to help understand just the nature of wanting to be there and teaching fundamental principles uh, for teachers and, like you said earlier, for leaders. Uh, it's it's just it's so universal to come from such a specific place. Um, was there a feeling from the beginning once you decided to expand this into a full book that that was the goal, or did that just kind of evolve as you were writing it? Well, no. When my friends suggested taking the lessons and expanding on them and telling the story of what happened last June, he suggested turning it into a book. And I thought about that a little while because, I, like I say, I was about three-fourths done with another volume. and. Yeah. All of a sudden, I thought, well, there can be much greater impact from this. And the first lesson I learned at my son's funeral was the impact of a life is more important than its length. And this, to me, adds impact to my son's life. Even though he's not here and hasn't been here for years, uh, everything that I do positively that adds impact to his life disproportionately adds impact because of the small amount of time that he was here. And so when we looked at things that can impact, it made it easy for me to choose to do this project because I think it can impact people for generations to come. Yeah. Yeah, if they give it a chance, there is no doubt. And I can't recommend this book highly enough. It's just such a good reset, if nothing else. It's such a, a positive reminder for so many things, uh, and I think we've touched on a lot of them. But um, before we start winding up uh, for this particular visit, is there anything we haven't touched on that you really, really want to make sure that the listeners uh, get to hear from you tonight? Well, and I'll give an example, but before that, we always talk about having to pass along our faith a generation at a time. And I believe we have to pass our patriotism and love of country along a generation at a time. But I also believe we have to pass along our parenting a generation at a time as well. And if we assume it's going to get done by itself or at school or at church or anywhere else, uh, shame on us. We as parents should be taking that responsibility. And so I'll give you the two first ones real quick because – Number one, God exists, have faith, pray, and listen. Uh, to me, that has to be first because it acknowledges God. And then one of the things I did with my son, even though he was an infant, every time I left the house, and I did this with it, my daughter after we lost my son, I would tell him, uh, love and take care of your mom. You're the man of the, you're going to be a man of the house. And that was assuming I wasn't going to be there. She unconditionally loves you. And, and deserves your love, respect, and attention. I wanted him to know subconsciously before he could even speak how important 
parents and family were above and beyond other relationships. Well, that is, uh, I think that's a pretty good place for us to leave the conversation this evening. Again, thank you so very much for coming on and sharing this with us. And, you know, every time I get to talk to you, Richard, I, I'm impressed just a little bit more. And, uh, I really am happy to be able to have you on here and to help to uh, to spread the message that you have to uh, share. Thank you so much for joining us, Richard. Godspeed to you, sir. It's always my privilege, and God bless America. All right. Before you go, though, I, I, I realized real quick we didn't tell anybody where they can go find the book, so I guess we better do that before you go. <laughs> well, thank, thank you for doing that. If they go to richardbattle.com, all books are signed, and if you want one inscribed as a gift, and we have a lot of people ordering for gifts right now, if you'll email me, Richard, at richardbattle.com, after you place your order online, and let me know how you want it inscribed, we'll inscribe it for gifts. But it's available at Amazon and other places. The Kindle version will be out shortly. Uh, the audio version should be out next month as well, and we just look forward to hearing from people, and hopefully it'll be a great help. All right. And, of course, any of the uh, social media platforms you want to share your handle with? Uh, at Richard V. Battle at Twitter, and we're on Facebook and all the other ones except uh, Parlor because it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I'm still kind of sad about that a little bit, uh, Richard. (laughs) All right. Uh, Again, thank you so much, and I absolutely cannot wait till we get a chance to talk again. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Richard V. Battle. Uh, The name of the new book is The Unopened Present. And uh, like I said, going into the Father's Day weekend, uh, it seemed uh, an excellent time. I'm pretty sure that's uh, had a lot to do with the timing of the release of the book. But I didn't want to wait any longer to to talk to him about the new book, despite the fact that he's been on fairly recently. This, This whole thing the the whole message it's so very important that we keep in mind because that is how we save the republic ladies and gentlemen the same message by turning our hearts and minds in the right direction and knowing that again we do that a generation at a time just like richard said all right before we uh, go into the mid-hour break which is upcoming here momentarily I want to remind you folks one more time about our friends over at Vanish Holsters. Why? Because if you, my fellow Second Amendment enthusiast, happen to be anything at all like me, then chances are you probably did the same kind of thing I did and bought a holster that you thought would be really cool. And then the thing was just so gosh darn uncomfortable, couldn't find a way to make it work, and you just stopped carrying for a while anyway. Well... That's part of the reason why Vanish Holsters are quickly becoming one of the most popular holsters in the country. They are hands down, according to thousands of their customers, the most comfortable holster, period. They're loving it. It's designed to save you money, too, because it works with 99% of semi-automatic handguns. It's designed to work without having to have a tactical belt, so, you know, that added expense isn't there. And you can carry in almost any position. So, again, you know, back to being comfortable. So 
So remember, the the fastest path to tyranny is to give up your guns. The quickest way to become a victim of crime is to not have one when you need it. Carry. And if you're going to carry, you might as well be comfortable. Go visit our friends, www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Get yourself $50 off your purchase. Uh, one more time, that's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P to make sure you get that $50 discount. Vanish Holsters, go do that right now while we're taking the mid-hour break, and you can have that order completed before we get started with the next segment with our next guest, Mr. Ron Edwards. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. author and speaker and media commentator and you're listening to Tim Tap on Tapping the Truth. Even with the current level of tyrannical oppression against we the people, there are still millions of Americans who don't give a darn. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Sometimes I wonder if numerous misguided Americans don't care about the tragic unfolding of wicked government actions being waged against us because jackbooted government thugs aren't yet pounding on their front doors. Far too many today cannot seem to comprehend that government oppression does not start with gas chambers. It usually starts with one political party controlling the message, one party deciding what is truth, one party censoring speech and silencing political adversaries and locking up popular political opponents, one party dividing sovereign citizens into groups of us and them while calling on rabid supporters to harass them. Government oppression gets started and into high gear when good people and those who think they are good turn a non-caring blind eye and let it happen. If you see anybody in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. I'm Ron Edwards. Bye now. Bean stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key, the idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bimonthly. But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. 
constitutional grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, constitutional grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the constitutional grounds coffee display to make your purchase constitutional grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. During just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. While also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Matt Fitzgibbons. This is Amy Hallam. This is AZ. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are indeed sharing the night together, and sadly, we are quickly running out of time, so... Before we go any further, I hope all of you enjoy this great upcoming weekend, or at least I hope it's a great one for you. I know that's not always the case. Before we bring on our final guest of the evening, I have to ask you, are you worried about your heart, your memory, maybe your swollen, achy joints? Well, if you are, there's an Antarctic krill supplement that could help put an end to all three issues. It has been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, as well as reduce inflammation, swelling, and joint pain. And there's never been a better time to try it for yourself. And that's all I'm asking you to do. Just go to FixSwollenFeet.com. You can get up to 58% off Native Path Antarctic Krill right now as part of being a listener to this show, Tap Into The Truth. This krill oil is pure. It's effective. It's easily absorbed by the body, that bioavailability uh, being important. It contains a very potent antioxidant, and it helps further reduce inflammation above and beyond any other treatments you may be taking. For a limited time, you can grab Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil for as low as $23 for a month's supply. Just go to FixSwollenFeet.com. I don't know that I'm ever going to get over that website, but it 
is legit, and it will let you go visit and check it out. And that's all I'm asking. Just go check it out. It's certainly worth a try. I'm actually taking the supplement, uh, and it's it does seem to be helping my joint pain a little bit. Uh, either that or it's a one heck of a placebo. I'm not sure which, but I will keep you updated as long as I think it's working. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is now my distinct honor and pleasure to once again welcome back to the show one of the great Americans on the front lines of trying to protect this republic. You know him best as the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook and the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience – Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Ron Edwards. Ron, thank you so much for joining us again. How the heck are you today? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you. And uh, yourself? Well, actually, as I was telling Doug earlier, and I've been trying to to hide it, I'm sitting here running a fever of about 101 at the moment. I've been pounding Tylenol like it's nobody's business. But uh, I wasn't going to let my guests uh, down. And I wasn't going to let the listeners down. So here I am trying to make it through. And I've almost done it, Ron. But I will bounce back. This much I know. It's just a stomach bug. And it is kicking the crap out of me right now. But dadgummit, it's hard to still feel bad when I'm getting to talk to you, my friend. One suggestion. Drop the Tylenol. Take aspirin instead. And uh, take uh, lemon water. Squeeze lemons. Squeeze lemons into some... Warm water, drink that down, and um, you'll notice a difference. All right. Good tip. Thank you, sir. Yep. Okay. Now, uh, I thought we might do something a little different tonight, Ron. Normally, we spend so much time just complaining about the left or talking about where our conservative leaders are letting us down because that's typically all we normally get to talk about. But (laughs) I wanted to talk about the current state of the presidential nomination process, not for the Republicans, but for the Democrats. I I think it's shaping up to be kind of an interesting primary. We've got a wild crystal lady, Marianne Williamson. We've got uh, anti-vaxxer Robert F. Kennedy Jr. We've got Gavin Newsom out there running a stealth campaign, just kind of secretly hoping that uh, Joe will drop dead and that he'll just be able to swipe in. And then we have Cornell West, who's technically running under the People's Party, but you know he's just going to pull away Democratic voters from the national standpoint. So in a lot of ways, he still kind of falls under their category. So I would just love to kind of pick your brain about what you're thinking about the current state of the Democratic nomination process is, given that there's so many folks that just don't want Joe Biden again, but that it's so hard for them to divorce themselves from him, being that he's the setting president. Well, they cannot divorce themselves from him because uh, outside of the uh, cognitive problems of Mr. Biden, they are all on the same page, with the exception of a few issues is Robert Kennedy. Uh, If you check into his his, um, record on anything other than the vaccines, he is a socialist. Uh, He's far left of his... uh, um, of John Kennedy or even Robert Kennedy. So, um, but he is a little right of Ted Kennedy. He's not as evil as Ted Kennedy. Um, I love the fact that he is an anti-vaxxer and he has said some positive things concerning the border situation, but I don't believe him because he's a Democrat. But uh, 
um, <laughs> because of their record on it. But then I shouldn't believe Republicans either when it comes to the uh, the border issue, with the exception of Trump. But yeah, back to the Democrats. It's uh, a circus. It's a, a, a blue circus. And it doesn't matter which one surfaces, whether Joe drops dead and one of the other ones with a more cognitive brain. It's it's this. It's the same thing. It, it's just a. Uh, what what condition are they in? In fact, with uh, half his brain literally tied behind his back, Joe Biden has done more damage to this country than Woodrow Wilson and Ali Obama combined. So, um, you know, it's 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 um, it, it, you know, it, it just comes down to the fact that none of them and including none of the uh, stupid Republicans could uh, defeat Donald John Trump. And I think that he's going to overcome this, these stupid indictments and all of that. And um, I look at Gavin Newsom. See, if the media does its job, Gavin Newsom would not have, have a prayer in the middle of church, <laughs> in the middle of a good church. Right. I mean, look at his record, what he has done to the most one of the most beautiful places literally on the face of the earth. Um, two of the most beautiful cities on the earth. I, well, we have two of them, uh, San, San Francisco and San Diego. And what he's done to Los Angeles as well, which is a very beautiful area, too. And the things I saw on the Ventura Highway were were, were enough to make me cry. If I were a weaker man, I would have just been standing there bawling. Um when it comes to Cornell West, he's nothing but a table leg chewer, as far as I'm concerned, uh, with a beard. Um, he's exactly as you described, and uh, a, a vote sifter. Sure, a lot of the younger college crowd will go after him because they're all leftist, and you know that's what he is. Guy's been married four times. He he he, he cries to, high, to he he curses the white man to high heaven. I think I think. All of his wives are white. You know, they love the fruit, but they hate the truth. The, the treat, I mean. Right. Uh, you know, like uh, Bill, what was that, the great NBA player, Bill, um, what was his name? He played for the Boston Celtics. Oh. Uh, Russell, Russell. Yeah. Same same thing. These, 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 these artificial activists, they hate whitey, but they... They, they marry their women, but you know it's it's the same thing as uh, I don't know. It, it's um, uh, a blue circus. I mean, it doesn't matter which one surfaces at, at the end. Um, is it possible that they could beat a Trump? Yeah, because there's a lot of cheating. Uh, I don't I don't think the system has been cleaned up. So, you know, if you're cheating and you're allowed to cheat and what is supposed to stop you from cheating is not uh, enacted. You can cheat and win again. Uh, so it doesn't matter. They could put up Cornell West. They could up, put up any of them, uh, Tim. And that's my concern, because on a fair election, they wouldn't have a prayer in, in the middle of a church against Trump. And uh, Robert Kennedy is the best of that bunch, in my opinion. He is the best. Um, and that's not saying very much. That's not a compliment. It's just true that he's he's the best in that in that crowd. I'm very concerned. Um, Gavin Newsom is as hard headed as um, Eric Adams in New York. They create these problems, exacerbate, for example, for example, the immigration. Uh, I'm sorry, the illegal border crossing situation, and they ignore the solutions. 
And if anyone does what they're doing, like, uh, you know, uh, DeSantis, which I agree has been dumping some more uh, illegals into California, and rather than saying, you know something, we need to stop them from coming in because then they wouldn't be piling into my state or being they wouldn't come you know, in here. Oh, no, I want to take DeSantis to court. And, you know, they're, they're, they're too evil, man. They're just too. Um, gosh, how do you how do you answer a question like that? Because I can just ramble on about uh, what they are and I'll end up complaining. I mean, you didn't want to do that. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it is interesting because, you know, Gavin uh, is it demonstrating exactly what the political left's plan is for this illegal migration anyway. They don't want any more in blue states. They claim to be sanctuaries, but they're already blue enough. They want to try and turn places like Florida, Texas, and here in Tennessee, they want to turn us blue. And they figure the fastest way to do that is to make us have to take a whole bunch of these illegal migrants. And they just assume that most of these folks are going to vote for Democrats because they also assume they're going to find a way to get them voting legally or illegally. And ultimately, what they continue to be surprised by is that a lot of these folks that are coming from uh, South and Central America uh, tend to be Catholic. And as such, uh, there's now all of a sudden this realization by a lot of members of the Catholic Church that the left do not appreciate the conservative ideologies of the Christian faith. Now, Catholicism in and of itself, I, I still have issues with the church, and I don't want to sound like, uh, oh, well, I, I'm uh, touting them. But one place where they do deviate here is at that faith. And a lot of Central and South Americans, they do hold strongly to that. Our real problem comes from the fact that that probably only makes up about half of the folks that are illegally crossing the border now, is we've got tons of folks from the Middle East and from Asia and from Eastern Europe and all kinds of places where they're not very uh, pro-America. And since we don't have a way of vetting them, not a good way at any rate, uh, it further facilitates the danger risk to the average American citizen. But with all that to the side, uh, back to the point, Gavin Newsom clearly plans on trying to turn the entire country blue. And that's still the, uh, the quiet part they're not supposed to say out loud. And he's not exactly saying it, but it's pretty obvious from his actions. Would you agree? I agree. And in fact, I see that um, in other areas, like in New York, you know, upstate New York is still pretty red. And Eric, I mean, uh, yeah, Eric Adams is dumping a lot of them in upstate New York, trying to turn that blue. Um, we, we we have a, a real problem in this country, Tim. I, you know, it comes down to that, the fact that we're, it, it just, people like yourself and myself and our producer, Doug, and, and, and other great Americans, we're just going to, it's, I believe it, we're being pushed in a corner and we're going to have to decide between choosing the services of 12 jurors or pallbearers. Because many, and I mean many of the people that Biden is bringing into this country illegally, um, are criminals of the worst sort from 160 nations around the world. And they have no qualms about killing you just by seeing you. Um, many ranchers in Texas are just walking up the land because 
entire areas of that great state are being taken over by not only the cartel, but just illegals, these huge land masses in that great state. And the reason why Governor Abbott is not doing anything about it is because there's money being made on the back end. Of course, he's not saying that. That's why. Remember, I've talked in the past about those gaps not being filled. And even though he's had press conferences saying we're going to fill them, it's being done. We have the materials and it's never done. Well, there's too much money on the back end. And most Americans and they're not knowing. I don't hear many people talking about that. And Governor Abbott is, you know, he says the right things when when he's pushed against the 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 situation. But um, he's no better than some Democrats. He just says what is right. And um, we need people that are on our side that are a little cray cray when it comes to fighting this illegal situation. And we have to be a little cray-cray because this is not an exaggeration, Tim. Uh, Our very existence as the United States of America is literally um, up for grabs now. No nation, no nation has survived with this large of an invasion. And whenever people speak about this illegal border crossing situation, they throw into your face, oh, your your forefathers came came here. Where you where, where did you come? Where did your forefathers come from? I see them say this to whether it's whites or whomever. We're all a nation of immigrants, and to that I I have to say bunk because every nation still has its own identity once it is formed, and every nation was was at one time immigrated into to make a nation. People came from somewhere else to make. Um, almost every nation, with the exception of maybe China or something. But, you know, when they throw, and then they forget the fact, or they ignore the fact that some of us remember that legally there's 1.5 million coming into this country. So when someone throws in your face, oh, you're just a bigot against people coming into this country, that we're a nation of immigrants, and you have to throw back, well, wait a minute, who, who has a problem with immigration? 1.5 million are coming in legally every year. But why allow the ones that are coming in illegally? And I think now people that are coming in legally, they're just given a stamp and, and allowed in. I don't even know if they have to learn the Constitution anymore and, and going through all those machinations. I didn't see this year, Tim. I, you, let me know if you know. Um, I mean, last year, I didn't see many cities where you had celebrations where in the city halls you had crowds of legal immigrants taking the oath and all of that. Uh, maybe it still happens in Nashville, but around here and around east of the Mississippi in most cities, I didn't see that. No. Did you? It, it, it's been pretty well downplayed. And, and unfortunately, uh, you know, I, I got to speak earlier uh, in the broadcast with someone who did legally immigrate here. And it reminds me of a situation when I've had other people who've immigrated here legally, their perspective and what American exceptionalism and what American greatness is and why it's worth fighting for, it's still so clear in their minds because they've been other places. They don't take for granted the same things that a lot of us have done. And it's part of the reason why... I'm so disheartened with the uh, indictment of Daniel Penny because 
in places that are controlled and run and operated by the blue, uh, they now want to make it illegal to defend yourself. They want to make it illegal for you to defend uh, your friends, your neighbors, your fellow mm -hmm. citizens when the police aren't there. We're supposed to be able to defend ourselves. Never in our nation's history has it been illegal to commit an act of self-defense, but that's where they want to take this. They want to handcuff the police so that they can't do their jobs, and then they don't want us to be able to take care of ourselves either. And that's why I started telling folks that if you're in a deep blue state and you're conservative, just get out. We've already lost the fight there. You want to be in the fight, go to a purple place. Otherwise, just go to someplace red and help us stay that way. But it's just insane, and you're absolutely right with everything you pointed out. Uh, before we run out of time completely, and I'll, I'll let you have some closing thoughts here in a minute, please let everybody know where they can find your work. Please tune in daily, Monday through Friday, to um, – well, you can find out where. Simply go to theronedwards.com. And it's the Ron Edwards American Experience talk show, and we have a good time. We have great guests, and um, days we don't have a guest, we still have a great time. And you can tune in, and uh, we tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, but we have a good time doing it. And also you can catch pages from the Edwards Notebook on various outlets, uh, terrestrial and Internet. Uh, that's the commentary that you hear at the bottom of the hour during Tim's show. And I'm going to be starting to write for an organization. Uh, very soon. They want me to start next Friday. Um, Rick Amato, I don't know if you remember him. He used to, he used to work with uh, One America News, and he's uh, got his own TV situation, and uh, he's got some of his former guests, including myself, to, to start writing on a site that they're putting together, and I'll let you guys know what it is uh, next time around. He'll give me the, uh, the more information about that, but that's about it, Tim. Uh, not very much, but uh, we are plugging away, man. We're trying to do our best. Yeah. Well, you know, you say it like that's some small thing. It's more than most folks are doing. And that's part of why we do it, to try to encourage everyone else to get in this fight, not just talk about it, not just complain about it, but step up and do a little something about it. Uh, as always, Ron, I do greatly appreciate you spending part of your very valuable time with us. I know the listeners do as well. Uh, final thoughts on this uh, Democratic nomination effort. Uh, at this point, is there any way – short of falling off a stage and dying, that Joe Biden isn't the Democratic nominee? No, because like I said, I mean, it's the same thing. It would just be someone with better and better health. The, the, the philosophy is the same with any of them. And out of all of them, the only one I like a, a little bit, just a little bit, is Robert Kennedy. Junior, yeah. and the rest, the rest of them are just totally satanic, as far as I'm concerned. Right now, I have heard some folks suggesting that if some shenanigans happen in the Republican primary, and for some reason Donald Trump does not end up with that nomination, that a good number of the Trump, the diehard Trumpsters. Uh, that they might actually find themselves going for uh, RFK Jr. How realistic do you think that is? So, I can't blame them because 
DeSantis is not who a lot of people think he is. I've said all along, and you remember, you can go back to your old shows, Tim, that while I thought he was a good governor, I did not think he should run for president. And I had a hunch. Now I know why I had that hunch. Um, George um, uh, Soros' assistant has also been working with uh, DeSantis, is friends with DeSantis, and you have other people of that ilk who are friends with DeSantis, the Bushes, all, all the neocons and all of that. And so, I, you know, and, and even some of the recent signings, as far as laws are concerned, um, they're more paper tiger laws. And his battle with um, Disney was nothing but a facade of a battle. Um, so he is not to be trusted. He's actually worse than I thought, but I had a hunch that he should just stay there. And um, and the reason why you're probably aware of this, Tim, the reason why you see so many Republicans running is not because, you know, they actually think they can beat the Trumpster, but they're all working to drain down the resources so that Trump will lose against whomever. This is how wicked those bastards, excuse me, are. Well, Ron, um, I, I hate to cut things off right there, but we are quickly running out of time. But just to finish your final thought, uh, that will end up working against them because the more people get in the race, the more that's going to dilute the non-Trump votes. The Trump base is solid. Uh, thanks again for being here, Ron, as always. Uh, I love everything you're doing, man. Keep up the great work. God bless. And remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in a little effort and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Good night, everybody. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week. in both
is using both hands. Using both hands. <laughs> <laughs> 